Yeah, what's up? Can we talk? Absolutely. What do you guys want to talk about? Hey guys, welcome back to Dad Talks. I'm JT Zrodnik, the dad that talks on this podcast. Thank you so much for joining us again. Thank you to those who have stuck with it for all five episodes. If this is your first time listening, thank you for joining us. I would recommend pausing and starting back in the beginning, the intro episodes, working through that way because we've been building up, right? The whole season is about legacy and been processing through one, what is a dad? You know, then talking about what is legacy? What are the, you know, what's the legacy we've been handed down to us? Uh, my own personal legacy and really my heart for doing dad talks. Um, beginning to break the chain of the legacies we've been handed. In this episode, we're going to begin to talk about repairing the chain and kind of just processing through the legacy we've had to begin to build a better one for our kids. So as always asking the question, what's in it for you, the listener? So, you know, part of our jobs, job as, as dads is to leave a legacy. Or really, I, I would say it is we leave a legacy regardless of, so it's it's up to us whether that legacy is good or bad. And that's the idea of legacy burdens, right? I've mentioned before, and, and I'll get into it more in a later episode. Uh, I've got a special guest, got an interview for that. And it's it, actually the guest that introduced this idea of legacy burdens to me, right? And so I'll be diving into that uh, later. But today, beginning to ask this question, like, how do we work on our legacy and how do we work on our legacy, especially if we've been handed down a, a not-so-great legacy or we feel like we're failing at the moment, right? That, like, man, if our kids take this legacy, I'm sorry, right? Enjoy therapy in a few years. And so one book that's really helped me um, get some good habits, give some good ideas, I, I highly recommend, and I'll discuss it uh, in a later episode, um, actually, it's going to be episode seven. Be giving you guys just a lot of the resources and things I've been using with some little more in depth um, insight into them. But the book is The Common Rule. It's The Common Rule by Justin Whitmull Early. Um, it's a fantastic book. It's written by a dad and really kind of the same heart of like, man, he realized he was just really successful and busy and was missing his family and his kids, right? Time with them and began to think about his legacy and what can I do with it. And so the common rule is, you know, a contemporary take on a rule of life. And if you don't know what a rule of life is, it's basically, you could say like a mission statement. I know, I know they're different, but that's the idea. And so he just talks about, he's just got several habits that he's created and that he uses to help him build the legacy that he wants. And in the book, he quotes uh, Annie Dillard. And she says this, and this is really sparking what we're looking at today, the idea of legacy. So Annie says this, she says, how we spend our days is, of course, how we spend our lives. What we do with this hour and that one is what we're doing. All right, let me say that again. How we spend our days is, of course, how we spend our lives. And what we do with this hour and that one is what we are doing. Now, I've, I've talked about this idea that in order to be a great dad, it, it doesn't involve some great big plan or big events. It all starts with the small things, right? Those small things turn into the big things, right? And so we can, we can all remember some 
of the big events or trips or vacations that we took as our families, but those didn't necessarily impact the way we grew up, right? Because, I, I mean, I think about, for example, I, I remember going to Disney, uh, what's it, World down in Florida and saving up for it and getting there, kind of the experience-ish. I remember going, okay, I'm glad we got to go, I think. I remember being hot and being hungry, right? Because you're stuck in the park. You can't really leave. Food's so expensive, like just ugh. And so, you know, if my mom was banking like, this is going to build a relationship, it wasn't. Mom was like, this is just a fun experience to go have with my kids. And it was. I mean, we had fun with it. But those big trips, I see those exactly like I said there with my mom. I see the big trips as the reward for doing the small work. I mean... If if I don't or you don't have a relationship with your kids, then what is going to change if you go on a week-long vacation to the Bahamas, right? I s- still won't have a relationship with my kids in the Bahamas, and I just spent a ton of money for my kids to ignore me, right? Like nothing's going to change because like, hey, kids, we're going to the Bahamas. Now we're all of a sudden going to be a family and get along, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's almost or it's literally, I mean, just a forced bonding experience, Right. And and some of you have been on those trips to where your parents are like, oh, we're gonna this is gonna bring us all together. And you're like, no, it's not. Like you're still a complete lack of better words, a douche, right? Like, I don't want to be with you. And and yes, I know there can be a breakthrough on a trip, but that's just the beginning. Because you still have to go home and do the hard work of being faithful in the small things. Right, I mean, it's Hollywood has all these movies and like, oh, we did this trip and it changed everything. The relationship with me and my father or me and my mom, and it can. I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but if that's all you ever do, then is you're just going to go back to exactly the way things were, right? I mean, you can't take big trips all the time because then it, one is not feasible, but it just it doesn't work that way, right? What you need to do, right? Do the small things well, right? Do the small things so your kids want to be with you. Then you go on the big trips and make great memories, right? You're doing small things. Your kids want to be with you. You have that relationship. So when you go do the big trips, you can plan activities together that you do back at home. But now it's just a different location and it's an even cooler experience of like, for example, you know, if you like to go fishing with your kids here and you go fishing in the smallest of ponds in your town and saying, hey, let's go fish the ocean. Like, even the ocean will be an awesome experience for them. But guaranteed, your kid will be like, yeah, but the best part was when you would just take us to the pond. It was just you and me there and those small things, right? And so just, again, just that encouragement that, at least for myself, sometimes I just get overwhelmed of like, gosh, I got to do all these things to, I guess, impress my kids or leave an awesome legacy with them. I think part of it, though, is the world we live in, right, of social media of like, oh, look at what these parents are doing, these amazing things. Well, I need to be doing that. Sure, there's some truth to it, but part of it, again, is it's social media. It's just you can put out there what you want the world to see. It's not the everyday stuff of the small things when being woke up at 1241 and your kid is crying because their legs are cramping because they're growing and 
how do you react to your kid in that moment, right? That's more important than, hey, where are we going to go on vacation this year? That's the small things. And that's, that's, how, that's the idea behind that quote from Annie Dillard. That's just how you spend day to day is your life, right? I mean, that's, that's just how it works out. So get to this idea of legacy. What is legacy? And legacy is another one of those words that as I started thinking about, it, I'm like, man, how would you define it? You know, it's like dad to where like, oh man, um, well, it could mean this and this, right? So I began to look, look it up and I, man, was a little disappointed. So I looked it up on um, the internet and the Webster dictionary online says it this way. Number one says this, it says legacy. Definition number one, a gift by will, especially of money or other personal property. She left us a legacy of a million dollars. That's number one. Number two, something transmitted by or received from an ancestor or predecessor from the past. I mean, those to me are just terrible and really uninspiring, right? I mean, it's like, Hey, leave a legacy for your kids. Well, that's either leave them some money or just something transmitted from an ancestor or predecessor from the past. Like, that's <laughs> that's it. So, you know, I kept looking and I found um, another website. It's the legacyproject.org. And, and I didn't dive into it too much because I just looked at this lady's website. So maybe I should before I just spoke on it. But hey, I'm going with it. So uh, it's by this gal's name is Susan V. Bosack, I'm going to say. And she asked the question, what is a legacy? And I really like the definition she gets um, or she gives, sorry. And so let, let me just read a little bit from this article. Uh, so she says this legacy is about life and living. It's about learning from the past and living in the present and building for the future. Okay, let me say that again. Legacy is about life and living. It's about learning from the past, living in the present, and building for the future. That That's an awesome definition. And then she gives this awesome illustration um, about a young tree and, and really helps you understand this idea of legacy. So she says this, where do you think it's best to plant a young tree? A clearing in an old growth force or an open field. Ecologists tell us that a young tree grows better when it's planted in an area with older trees. The reason it seems is that the roots of the young tree are able to follow the pathways created by former trees and implant themselves more deeply so over time, the roots of many trees may actually graft themselves to one another, creating an intricate, interdependent foundation hidden under the ground. In this way, stronger trees share resources with weaker ones so that the forest becomes healthier. That's legacy, an interconnection across time with a need for those who have come before us and a responsibility to those who have come after us. Right? So I think that, I mean, that's an awesome idea of like, where do you put a new new young tree. You put it with the old one so that it can use its root system and share that. And I like this idea because it um, it goes with an idea that I've had for, oh man, years. And I don't even, 
I mean, I know where the idea came from. I don't necessarily know how it came up in my head, but the idea is this is, is a f- the word forerunner. Um, so the word forerunner now, not like the vehicle forerunner or off-road, none of that stuff. The idea came to me. It's, it's actually, there's a whole bunch to it and I'm not going to get into it, but the idea of the forerunner is right. Someone that goes before or paves the way. And so I got it from, uh, in the Bible, there's this character named John the Baptist, who's actually the cousin to Jesus. And John the Baptist was the forerunner, right? He went before he prepared the way for Jesus to come and follow. And then, you know, for Jesus ultimately to, uh, have his ministry and be the one people are following. And so I like this idea, the name of forerunner. Now, as I said, it's not for the vehicle and it's not because I love running, which I would rather do anything else than run. Um, unless it's from a bear, then okay, I'll kick you and you can go. Anyways, the idea is this, as I said, a forerunner is someone or something that came before and paved the way for something today, right? So you've all heard of forerunners of, you know, the telegram was the forerunner for the telephone, right? And there's the, you know, the iPod led to the iPhone and just things, you know, that had to happen in order for something else to happen. And so I use it as this idea that a leader is someone who goes before others to prepare the way for them to follow. And so then for me, and it's just amazing, I wrote this, oh, three years ago and just how it's all coming together, right? My heart is to to develop the next generation of of leaders because I want to use my experiences as writing this, you know, as a husband, a dad, you know, as a former pastor to help prepare the way for others to succeed as leaders in whatever area of life it might be. As I said, I'm not an expert at all. And I don't have this all figured out, but I know I've gone through a lot of stuff and want to share my experiences, good and bad, to help others who may be facing similar situations, right? That That's legacy of saying, I've gone before, just like she um, mentioned, of learn from the past, live in the present, and build for the future. That That's the forerunner idea of like, man, I've been preparing a way. And so the forerunner idea for me, you know, is is create a path, then get out of the way, right? Of, of essentially, th- you know, thinking, creating a road. There, there may not even be a road there. So you just start, you know, to make that trail clearing sticks and stones and logs and trees and stumps and filling in holes and whatever. So there's a path that your kids can follow on, right? That as they're getting everything figured out, it's pretty easy. And then eventually, you know, you'll go, hey this is where my path ends. I've given you a great start, you know, move forward. It gives them some momentum to move forward on that. Okay. So, um, hopefully, you know, haven't lost you guys with, with the legacy and all these illustrations, but again, just wanting to help you kind of begin to think about what is legacy, giving you some different ideas with it. So begin to break, break it down, right? So as I said, you know, how can we pass on our legacy? And again, as I said at the beginning, we are going to pass on a legacy, but how do we pass down something good, you know, a good legacy? But the the issue then is, how do we pass on a legacy if we don't know what we want out of our own life? Like, how do I pass a legacy onto my kids if I don't know what I want out of my own life? I mean, am I passing down a legacy 
I guess I should say, I am passing down a legacy, but I don't even know what I'm passing down. Does that make sense, right? How how can we hand something off if we don't even know what we're handing off? Just like, well, here's this thing. I haven't read it or done anything with it, but good luck. And so that's what I think is the most important. That's why we're taking so much time to where you have to figure out what you've been handed, how that impacts you, and now beginning to understand what you are handing down. All right, so so we as dads have to figure out how we want our lives to be and then begin to understand those characteristics that we're going to pass down to our kids. Like, what do we want to give them? Yes, there's some things that are just, just going to happen. But beginning to say, how do we counteract them and how do we help them out with the good and the bads, right? So what roots are we creating for our kids to tap into? Are they life-giving or are they life-choking? So in the Bible, and again, I know I'm hoping those of you are like, gosh, I'm not into the Bible. You're sticking with me. Because again, I'm not going to apologize. The Bible is amazing. I've said it from the beginning. Like It gives me a standard as a dad. It gives me hope as a lost son. And just there's so much in it about the idea of legacy, about the idea of being fathers. Like It's amazing. I, it, it just doesn't make sense to me to not quote it because it's that good. And I, and, and I would throw out that challenge of like, give me any other resource that is that comes even close to the Bible in saying this is how you can be an amazing dad. And then to top it of saying, looking at God the Father from the Bible, show me any other book that says, here's a guy who is the greatest example of a father. Okay, so that's that's my soapbox. So in the Bible, you see this idea of legacy being passed down numerous times in the Old Testament. I mean, it's it's a big theme in the Old Testament. So you have Adam and Eve, and I think everybody has heard of Adam and Eve, even if you don't go to church or any of that, right? Adam and Eve, the first humans, Adam screwed up and passed that legacy down to all of us. Um, then there's uh, what the Bible, you know, you hear and talk about the patriarchs. So you have Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And the legacies those guys handed down. And again, I've done some of the studying and, and I've continued to do studying on it. And it's, it just blows my mind of just the impact a father has on his children and his grandchildren. And you watch and you read, or should say, you read the stuff of what Abraham did and the impact it had on Isaac. And the impact that it had on Jacob and what Isaac did and how it impacted Jacob and what Jacob did and how it impacted his sons and the future generations. Like, it's just, it's crazy. So in the Old Testament and, and really in the Eastern culture, because we don't really have this in the West, right? They, they would speak, you know, blessings upon their kids. And these blessings were almost prophetically spoken over their children of like, here's what I see in your future. Here's, you know, kind of what I hope to see come true in your life. And so you see it numerous times that dads would give these to their sons of saying, this is what is going to happen for you. And and that's really what it was. And so I, I, I want to go back to uh, the charge that King David, which again, I think he's another character everybody's heard of, David and Goliath. All right. So King David gives to his son, Solomon, Solomon, um, King David's son, the wisest man to ever live. 
It's in the Old Testament, which is the first half of the Bible. It's in the book of 1 Kings. And here's what David says to Solomon. So, right, David is getting ready to um, to die, as it says in a little bit, and this is the charge he gives to Solomon. So this is 1 Kings chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. It says this, When David's time to die drew near, he commanded Solomon his son, saying, I'm about to go the way of all the earth. Be strong and show yourself a man and keep the charge of the Lord your God, walking in his ways, keeping his statutes, his commandments, his rules, and his testimonies, as it is written in the law of Moses, that you may prosper in all that you do and wherever you turn, that the Lord may establish his word that he spoke concerning me, saying, if your sons pay close attention to their way, to walk before me in faithfulness with all their heart and with all their soul, you shall not lack a man on the throne of Israel." Now, there's a whole bunch of theology and stuff in here that in order to fully get it, right, you have to know Old Testament history and also knowing, you know, there's things in here that don't apply to us, again, because there's covenants and things we don't get. But just wanting to read that to get the idea of, like, a dad giving that blessing or handing down that legacy to his son of, like, here's what I want you to do moving forward, and here's what I hope you saw for my life. Now, David is another amazing story. And we, we could, I mean, you, we could honestly spend a whole season on studying the life of David as a dad. And just like the dude is flawed. I mean, he fails so much. Yet it's said of him that he was a man after God's own heart. And then, like, all. The people go back, like, you know, son of David. And, like, David is the reference point for a lot of things, right? But but he screwed up, but he got it, and he understood what it was. And so the life that he lived, he's handing to his son saying, I want you to be like me, but even better, and continue in these ways because, like, he knows this is tried and true. Like, this is going to help you. Um so that that's that's David's charge to Solomon, and and just again, just wanting to just share you, share that with you, just to. For me, it's just interesting, right? Here is a dad to a son, and I just like the line of like, "Be strong, show yourself a man," and not like, "Oh, you know, I'm." There might trigger somebody of like, "Oh my gosh, show yourself, a man." I, how I read, really like, to be upright, to be honest. Um, and, and to, you know, defend the oppressed and, and because I, I, I know David and I know what he did. Like he, he protected the, the innocent and the oppressed and fought against injustices and, and did what was right. Like that's a man. That's why that makes, I guess I understand that more because I, I get who David is, right? And keep charge the keep the charge of the Lord your God. Like, follow after him. Walk in his ways. Keep his statutes, his commandments, his rules. Follow after him. And um, so that that's the legacy that David hands to Solomon. So, you know, we've talked about it. We've all been handed down a legacy. And part of moving on from the legacy burden is beginning to see the legacy we've been handed down from the point of view of who's handed it to us. 
right? To take an aerial view so that we can see the good and the bad of it. You know, in beginning to understand what was handed down over the generations. I mean, that's similar to exactly what I was just doing with David, where you have to put some context in there and begin to understand who David was and going, oh man, there's some things he did you don't want to do, right? I mean, if you haven't read the Bible, just go read the story of David and you go, oh my goodness, right? The dude saw a gal bathing, took her, even though he was married, had an affair, killed the dude who she was married to. Like, I mean, it's just messed up. And so obviously, you know, Solomon, don't do that. But then begin to look at the good that does come from his dad. And so that this is this is something I've had to do. I've done numerous times, and in this past year, I did it again, just as I processed through, um, you know, the the ending of my marriage, and 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 the counselor and counselors, and I went through just beginning to understand, like, who are you, and you know that why do you do what you do? Why do you act the way you do? And going, I don't know. Right. And so you have to just begin to back up and look at the bigger picture. And so I don't know if you've done this, right? You do a family tree and you go back as far as you can. And I can go to grandparents because I don't, I know, I knew one grandparent. She was awesome. And I ran a sort, we called her Big Grandma. I still don't understand this story because she wasn't big by any means, tiniest little person you'd ever meet. Um, but I can get back to my grandparents and, uh, even then with my dad, I don't, I don't know his dad. I never met my actual grandpa. I shouldn't say never met. I met him a few times, but he was never a part of our life. But what the family tree does, you know, you begin to figure out where this is all coming from. And so for me, I began to look at and going, oh my gosh, like I know why I shouldn't say I know why my dad acts this way, but I can, I begin to go, I can see why he does what he does because he didn't have a great example at all. I mean, his dad, from what I know, wasn't great. I mean, his dad left and moved on and went and did other things. And, and the same, you look at my mom, like her parents weren't perfect. You know, to, to us, we look at our grandparents go, Oh, they're amazing. But we didn't have them growing up and what they're doing and, and what, my great grandpa did to my grandpa. Like, I mean, there's just all sorts of things and you begin to understand why we do the things that we do. Right. And it's super helpful because I begin to look at it and go, man, the issues that I'm facing, why am I, what's the issue and going? Well, it's something that's been handed down from generation to generation. And, and part of it is just, is always crazy. I think about this. Even though I didn't really grow up around my dad, I have his traits and his habits, right? There are things that I do that I go, oh my goodness, that's my dad. And I'm not intentionally doing it, it just happens. Like one of them, I know, I wave exactly like him. He, he would always ha- spread his hand like as wide as he could. And the way, like I even, it's just the same wave. And it just freaks me out even because his middle finger is broke. It's actually off to the side a little bit. Like it was broken. So it healed crooked. And I have a, my pinky is broken and cricket. And so even then I look, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like, I remember my dad's wave because I always, he'd wave and there's this middle finger that's, the tip is pointing the wrong way. And you're just like, wait, what's wrong? Um, anyways, right, there's things like that. And so the point of legacy we're handed, sometimes we don't even know. It just is a part of our DNA or part of our genes. And so as I said, you know, my dad, 
you know, to me wasn't the greatest dad, but he didn't have a great example to look at, look up to either, right? He was trying to figure out. And that's what I'm saying, where I begin to figure out the issues that my family faced and the impact that it's had on our generations. Now, it's not to point at them and then go blame the past generations for my issues and going, well, if they would have done this, then I would be better. That's not going to get me anywhere, right? I look at that and go, oh my goodness, is that true of me? Okay, it is. I need to take some ownership, right? It's the idea of break the chain and and replace it or or not even replace it, but it to start a whole new link that that's the point of the book anchorman and uh, i mentioned it in a previous episode and again i know it's a little outdated but i would highly recommend it because the idea of that is just snap the chain start a new chain saying i'm going to anchor my family to this from now on like what has happened in the past what those guys did i i don't I, i'm not doing that anymore right because that's where some of us are of like the legacy that was handed I am just snapping that chain and I'm going to anchor my family to something else starting now. Some of you guys get to take the chain and say, yeah, thank you for what you've handed me. I'm going to move forward, right? It's like the trees that you can grow from that. That's legacy, right? That we begin to think about what's the chain we've been handed. And and I had this idea or this thought, right? When When your kids are out of the house and on their own, Will they tap into your roots? Will they follow your path? Will they link to your chain? Or will they try to get as far away from them as possible and start their own? Right? Will, will they come visit your path, kind of like a historical site, right? If you've ever been on those trails, right? You're walking, maybe you park and you got to walk so far to get to it and says, hey, this is this path and this is what it is and this is what you know happened here. And, and you can just look at it and go, oh, okay, and, and not follow it, right? I mean, that, that's the idea that I have that where some of us look at the paths from the previous generations and go, I have zero desire to continue down that path or even be next. Like, I'm, I'm going this way. I'm going to go start my own path. That's, that's not something I want to follow. And, and that's, I mean, that, that is scary a little bit. Because there's some of that I know I can't control. Because I know my kids are going to do their own thing. And I know my kids can just, you could you say, you know, I've done the best that I could and have all these things figured out. And your kids go a completely different direction, right? It's not like if if you as a dad do all these amazing things, you're going to have amazing kids. That There's no guarantee for that because, right, we're all our own individual person. But the hope that I always have and I believe in one, because I've, I've seen it true in my own life. If you stay consistent or, and if you're intentional, somewhere down the road, your kids will come back to that path, to yours and saying, yeah, you were right, Dad. I was lost. Right? I mean, that's, again, another biblical reference. That's the story of the prodigal son. Right? You, you have... And the, the, the father, the, you could say the prodigal father, because prodigal just means, you know, someone just extravagant went to the extreme, right? And so the, the father in the story of the prodigal son is, a, is an amazing father. Like, we're not led to believe any other way. He's just great. And so when his son comes and says, I don't want to have anything to do with your path. I want to go create my own path. I'm leaving. Father says, okay. Right, he gives his gives him his inheritance. Says, 
you know, sends him on his way and not mad, not facetious. Is like, I love you, son, and I'm going to be here at the house waiting for you. The son goes off, squanders everything, loses everything, right? And if you know the story, he goes to the city, he blows his money on everything, on women and fine clothes and wine, and ends up in a pigsty. And um, which, I mean, there's so much to it, right? That's insulting because that he was Jewish and Jews have nothing to do with pigs, right? And just the shame that this guy had to where he's looking at what the pigs are eating going, they eat better than I do. He's like, I- I'm going to go just be a slave for my dad to where at least I can be a slave to be out of where I'm at. And so that's, you know, the son um, decides to go back to the father. And the father, and it says, the father sees him from a far away and runs to him and embraces him. And it's like, yes, you were lost. You were on your own path, but you have come back to to mine. And not because it's like, oh, because mine's the best way to go. No, it's just like, I know you were lost. Now follow the path that I've created and go this way. And and it's just, and it's an amazing story. I mean, just again of that to where, because then again, you've got the oldest, the elder brother who stayed on the path and with the father and was a, just a turd. And even the dad had to be like, dude, you're not, you don't get it, man. You're missing the point. And so it's a great illustration with that. But again, just that thing of just being faithful, being intentional, being consistent, of knowing our kids are individuals. They have their own thoughts, their own desires. We can't control them, but we can, the the, the best and our, our goal, our legacy is to lay that foundation, that solid foundation where when they run off and get lost, they can fall back on that and say, I got you. I'm here to help. You can plant dig deep into my roots, use the resources that you need to get on your feet to move forward to go do your own thing. And so beginning, you know, to wrap this up, because I think about the legacy I want to leave. So, so legacy, you know, haven't necessarily give it a definition. I, I would say it's what, um, Susan said, you know, in her article that it's about life and living. It's learning from the past, living in the present, and building for the future. I mean, I think that's legacy. You know, and I would just add, legacy is all about intentionality. Right? Because you have to be intentional if you're going to take the time to learn from the past of saying, what was handed down to me? How do I live in the present, but also build for the future, right? Not, not just be so caught up about the future and forget, again, the small things, but a beginning to be present now in the small things, because as you build this foundation, it's going, it's just the future is going to be built off of it, but it's intentionality of saying, this is where I want to end up, right? That we've talked about that of how do you be a good dad if you don't know what it means to be a dad and you don't have goals, like. There has to be intentionality. You, we, you, our kids aren't going to graduate high school and just turn out to be amazing kids, right? I mean, that oh, that would be awesome. But that's not how it works. There has to be intentionality. So we have to say, here's where I was. Here's where I'm at now. And here's where I want them to be, right? Here's where I want their tree to be when they leave. 
So then asking that question is, you know, the legacy that I want to leave. And here's, man, this is, this has been mentioned to me a couple of times with, in regards to my daughters and it just hits, I mean, man, just punches you straight in the face, right? Thinking about the legacy to leave for my daughters is living in such a way that I would be someone they would want to marry. Now, not in a weird way, right? Not like some of those backcountry states, not that, but of saying that I set the standard so high for the next guy to love them that like he has to be amazing to be better than me, right? I mean, I mean that that's the legacy that I want to live for my daughters to where not that I'm their everything and I fulfill no of saying, look, my dad, you know, if you're married or if you're single, you know, this is how dad treats mom. And I want a guy to treat me like that. And this is how dad has treated me, right? Who gives me his full attention, who listens, who is tough and tender with me, who cares for me, who is emotionally available and is able to talk about his feelings and cares for me and protects me, like all those things that a good dad should be, right? The legacy of doing that is to say, this is the standard that you're going to take and hold it up to the next guy who thinks he's going to try to replace me in your life, right? That's the legacy. I mean, that just gets me pumped, but also, I mean, it's a little humbled of like, man, I've got some work I need to do. But I mean, think about that if that's our goal, right? Dad of saying the legacy I want to give you, daughter, is when you see a guy or some guys trying to woo you, right? And say, oh, well, I can be, you know, your husband or whatever. Like, dude, please. This is what you've got to live up to. My dad treats me so amazing to where you have a lot of work to do if you want to impress me, right? To where dads, I mean, we're dating our daughters and we're, we're, caring for them and we're connected. I mean, it's not always easy, but that for me is that of saying, am I someone my daughters would want to be married to, right? Of going, I see how he treats mom or I see how he treats other, you know, women. Maybe it's how he treats his mom, you know, whatever it might be, the situation of saying, that's what I want. And then for our sons of going, that's the kind of man I want to be. You know, I I want to be like dad because I can see how he cares for mom and those around him and his integrity and his uprightness of, of saying, you know, becoming a man that, you know, a woman would want to be married to that that is caring is is intentional in his life. Right. And so that's I mean, that's the legacy one for my daughters of saying this is the standard I want. For the guy who's going to come bother you. And then son saying, this is this, I want to inspire you to live as a great man, to be even better than me, right? Of that idea, that path. I want to create this path, get you going on it, and then say, you're going to be even better than me because of this. And, and then say, son, the path you create is going to give it even better chance for your son. So my grandsons will be even better than me because this legacy, and that again goes back to the book of the Anchorman, where you begin to build this chain and this momentum that is just incredible. Of saying, I am starting now to create something that's going to last beyond my life, 
that's legacy, right? Not just saying, oh, I want to build my kids so when they're 18, they leave. Say, no, no, no. I want, when I die, that my great-grandkids, great-great-grandkids, great-great-great-great-great-great-grandkids go, man, the stories we hear about our great-great-great-great-grandpa are incredible, right? The impact that he had on him, who had on this, who had on him, who had on him, that's a legacy, right? I mean, even for our daughters, I mean, the same thing. If just our, all our kids begin to say, that guy did something that had an impact on all of us, and if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be where we're at. Or it would have taken a few more generations. Like, that's legacy. So the question then, and it's really what Dad Talks is all about, of how do you become not just a better dad, but a better person? And that's intentionality. You have to be intentional, right? If you want to be better, you have to have some intentionality. You just start, right? It's this, it's, we've talked about it numerous times. Small steps forward of saying, Oh, legacy and great-great-grandkids, you're freaking me out. Yeah, but that's exactly the quote of going, learn from the past, live in the present, plan for the future. And so it goes back to another book I read, and the question the author asks is, what is one thing I can do right now that can make this better? That's it. That's, That's all you need to do with this episode of thinking about legacy, of going, okay, what is one thing I can do right now that could make my legacy better. One thing. And, and, and then just do that for the rest. If you did that for the rest of your life, it would be incredible, right? If you wake up every day and saying, what is one thing I can do right now that would make my legacy better? Or even think about that would make my kid's life better. What's one thing I can do? That would change the world. It would start with your kids, right? As I said, it would change their world. It would change the relationship with your spouse, with your wife of going, what's one thing I could do to make this better? Or even just, what is one thing I could do to be a better dad? What is one thing I can do today? And the impact that that would have and the legacy that that would bring would be incredible. So thanks again for listening, guys. Hey, I just want to a quick plug for the podcast. Make sure to follow us on Spotify uh, if that's where you're listening to stay up to date when new episodes come out um, or subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. That helps out a lot. Gets us some traction, gets it out to more people um, on Apple Podcasts. You know, If you like what we're doing, you're enjoying this podcast, please leave a review. So thanks again for listening and we hope to see you guys next time.